Good evening, everybody. This is Barbara with Canada Girls Speaks Podcast, and I am very um, excited to be here on tonight. Um, my guest on tonight um, is um, very special, and I'm so glad. I'm so excited that he accepted the invitation to be on Canada Girls Speaks Podcast. Um, once again, we are still um, in our COVID-19 um, status. I'm recording at my residence, and my engineer is at his residence in his studio, and then my guest is at his residence. And so without further ado, I'm going to introduce uh, my guest in my VIP room, and it's going to be Dr. Kent Rogers. Yay! Thank you, Dr. Rogers, for being on Canada Girl Speaks Podcast. So um, I'm gonna, I want you to introduce yourself and tell the listening audience a little bit about yourself. Thank you, yeah. My name is Kent Rogers. I'm a physician. I practice general internal medicine here in Corsicana, Texas, and have done so since July of 1976. So I'm um, turned to Corsicana. I'm in my mid-40s now. Uh, we came here, Donna and I, my wife, ironically, uh, because of the medical arts clinic, but it turned out, in addition, it turns out that my wife was actually born in this town back in 1947. She was delivered by a doctor from Kearns named Dr. Sanders in the old PNS hospital. So... This was returning to her home, but it was it was coming to a home that was much like mine in childhood, which was Mount Pleasant, Texas, a little bit smaller than here, but similar. So there was college, then medical school, residency in Boston, United States Navy, completed the residency at Parkland, and got here as soon as I could which was July of 76. So my time not spent in practice has been devoted to public health and public education. I am the, what's called the local health authority, which is a, an assignment of the state legislature in which the county and city name someone with the responsibility of responding to emergencies such as we are in, but then guiding the day-to-day -day activities of everyday public health life, which includes nutrition and what most people think about, which is disease containment, including rabies, uh, measles that we've gotten under control, tuberculosis, which still occurs, uh, the sexually transmitted diseases, which can cause so much problem. And then we're heavy into the vaccination scene, mixing with the private sector to try to be sure all of our children are immunized so they can go to school, and then our adults so they can live out their full life without pneumonia, et cetera. All right, we are waiting for the vaccine at this time and are watching closely as all of these companies, and over 100 of them, have started working to achieve a vaccine. Many different technologies are at work, which gives me hope that one or more of them will be successful. So somewhere, I believe, between January and next summer, we'll have something that will be safe enough and will be effective enough that we will launch into 
trying to immunize 337 million people, which will be quite a challenge. But I've been through that before. I'm old enough to remember polio and the vaccines that came. And you think we weren't looking for that? Every mother in the United States was scared to death their children were going to be paralyzed in an iron lung. And I remember queuing up in long lines to get into the gymnasium to take that vaccination. We were happy to get it. So, Dr. Rogers, Dr. Rogers, yeah. um, um, you you put out on social media. You know, you talk. You, you put out um, your um, your social media posts, your Facebook posts, and you talk about you know the numbers and and you give your you know your insight on what's taking place regarding COVID nineteen. And so, um, what you know, what, what I wanted to talk to you about uh, this evening is like it seems that you have so many different sides of the community, the community that are like. Some believe it, some don't believe it, some are on the fence. And so how do you, how do you, as a, as a physician, and how do, how do you make people understand, you know, that there is some truth to what's taking place? I mean, it just seems like when you see the conversations on social media, and then you see in the community itself, as far as our community, of course, Canada, you see some, place, some people have masks, some don't have masks. And it's like, you, you just can't say, you can't understand you, you know, you, your, your authority, you have, your, your authority is within our community and why people are not believing, some are not believing what's taking place. I, I just, I'm yeah. not understanding that. I, I struggle with that myself. I, I'm hoping that most of the failure to wear a mask is, I left it in my car, I forgot to bring it from the house. Oh, it's in my pocket. I just forgot to put it on. Uh, it is at first, a bother to wear one. Uh, obviously, in my line of work, I'm pretty much used to it now. Uh, and it becomes more accommodating over time. And the science behind this is, is, real, is really strong. The cloth mask, which we all have available to us one way or another, protects the other people around you from your spray. I'll use a lay word. But basically, we call it droplets. And they can land on your moist membranes and proceed right down to your lungs and cause this disease. There is also, so that you're preventing yourself from spraying on them. And to some extent, you can catch and prevent some of their spray. But you're really doing this more for your fellow man than for you. But in turn, if they're wearing masks, we're all way more safe. And there are plenty of studies showing this and plenty of demonstrations just on video of watching someone talk or yell or sneeze with and without the mask and the light is shining on it so you can see the droplets, you know, it'd be like a fluorescent light. And that's enough to convince, I think, most people of, yeah, they look like they're helping there. Uh, but we know also that the rate of transmission drops with two main things, getting outside the arc of that spray, and if you're inside of it, have a mask to try to stop it from landing on you. The biggest thing is to put a mask on that guy, and there won't be a spray. So it is very difficult. I have read, uh, of course, there are individuals who argue about this, and they say the mask is dangerous, or the 
mass can kill you because of CO2 buildup, which is a complete falsehood. Uh, and they they have been able to grab onto the CDC's error at first, in which they were trying to protect medical masks for first responders and medical people, and so they were uh, they they acted like masks were not important, and that was just so people wouldn't get by all of them and not let the medical people have it, which it turned out a mistake, but then people said, well, first the CDC said they didn't work, now they say they work, but they've always worked. Yeah. They're a great idea, and I am strongly behind going ahead and joining San Antonio and Austin and Dallas and uh, having mandatory masks in public and in our businesses, knowing how difficult that may be to enforce, and yet as you, if you are following me and looking at these numbers, you're watching exponential growth of new cases every day, which will swamp us. So what do you, so what do you say to the community members that are saying, well, it's just the government trying to take away my right? You know, I have a well, right not, you know, I, I, I have, that's my right not to wear a mask. So what do you say? Yes, so yes. What do we say to them? Okay. There is always a balance between individual rights and public safety so and public good so we take away the right of children not to go to school we take away your right to go 100 miles an hour we take away your freedom to drive without a seatbelt. we we in key moments if you have uncontrolled epilepsy you don't get a driver's license now, some of those are better examples than others. But when we're fighting World War II, you can't buy all the tires or sugar you want. You're rationed. And so this balance between individual freedom and the public good is always difficult and, and should be thought through. But a temporary order to wear masks to save lives until a vaccine comes seems doable and not not such a burden uh, given that it allows to keep our businesses going if we can bring this rising rate of virus down. So I, I struggle to understand how someone you know can really make the point that, that wearing a mask by law I mean we make people wear clothes yeah. We don't allow people to run around naked down Beaton Street, and some people may say, well, it's my right, but we call it indecent exposure, and we arrest you. Yeah. So there, we have a balance, and we have to be careful with it. Don't get me wrong, uh, but in this case, I come down strongly on all of us helping each other by wearing masks, and I think it's going to have to be mandatory to remind those who are forgetting and who are just are not paying attention and be sure they know this is the way we do it. So do you by think convention that we, you think, and by law. Do you think that we've hit our second wave of COVID? Um, because, you know, you talk, they talk about what in the fall or in the wintertime we'll have another wave. Do you think we've hit our second wave just because of the, you know, especially in Corsica, Canada, the numbers are rising. Do you think we've hit our second wave or is it because more people are being tested? Out here, we never had a first real wave that went back down. If we did, it was like, you know, 
a half a case a day to one and maybe back to a half. But for the last six or seven weeks, we have steadily grown, and the pace is speeding. If you take a look at my post tonight, which I haven't posted yet, but just to give you a forewarning, we're almost, we're probably doubling about every eight days. And so I try to explain to people, I'm just giving an example. If you double every week, then if you, if you look at last, you know, the first week I'm talking about, uh, you know, and then multiply that by when you double four times, that's 16 times whatever your daily rate was. And the way I calculate a month from now, we could be having 800 new cases a day that we know of, which means there are more than that. Now, again, it's hard to imagine it could get that far, doesn't it? But it has gotten from one-sixteenth of what it was up to this now, and there's no, unless we do something to change it, it will inevitably do that, and it will completely sink our ship. Our hospital will be full. We won't be able to have daycare. We certainly won't be able to hold classes in school, and many businesses will have people out, and they can't man the business. And, again, not permanently, and they'll come on and off, but it will be a rocky, horrible situation, and then we will lose some people. We lost another one today, so we're up to five deaths. So there's loss of life, loss of income, all these things that each of us says, well, I don't want that to happen, then wear a mask and stay back, and you have contributed to the good. And I'm afraid that we've tried the voluntary way long enough, we don't have time for it to get better a little bit every week. We've got to make it happen now, in my opinion. And I hope that our leaders who have that authority will take that step. So, um, so what, so what do you see, um, it's so COVID-19, um, like you said, we were probably, you know, maybe, like you said, maybe sometime next year, as far as a, a a vaccine, so how do we how do we educate our community? How do we continue to educate the community on the seriousness of COVID nineteen? Well, you know, we tried the public service announcements. Uh, some of my posts have been translated into Spanish. Honestly, they one of the ways it hasn't really been utilized, and we know this. You get to a lot of people by going through our religious life and getting uh, churches and groups to discuss it and to and to encourage each other. That, I don't think that's been uh, utilized enough. I think uh, if, you, if you could do a video of the kids who want to go back to school and then the millions of mothers who want them to, to, <laughs> to plead with people to slow this virus down so they can go to school, I think, I don't know quite how to get them, but I think modeling, and I just think if we push into mandatory, people get used to it, and they'll put it like a seatbelt, like I do mine immediately, but I didn't at first, but I do now, and you train at it, and you get better at it, so we need to model, we need to talk in areas where we have any influence, we need to share the word that this is a positive thing for Navarra County to do this, and it is. Be certain, it is. 
So what about the, the how the rumor mills the young people? The young people is saying seems to be they moving around a lot, you know. And so how yes. do you how yes. do you make yes. young people the young people like the teenagers <laughs> yes. and the you know those millennials or Gen Zers? How do you make them understand? You know, uh, we need yeah, to somehow, right? Somehow you've got to link this up to. Uh, what it, you know, their transmission of disease puts their parents and grandparents and children and other people at risk. It's not just them, like, this won't bother me if I get it. And if that were really the only part of that equation, you know, that doesn't bother me too much. But it's not. If you have it, you're you're likely to give it to two other people who give it to four people who then give it to eight people and somebody in there is going to get really sick and and some of them are going to die. Now, again, not them. Their death rate's probably a tenth of a percent or less. But mine's not. Just to be personal, I'm 74. I've got this lung condition. I've got hypertension. So, like, my mortality, if I catch this, is probably 20 to 30%. It may be higher. I may be flat of myself. So I'm I'm really interested in everybody working hard to, to slow this down. But I'm not alone. I mean, all, all of us who are over 60 should be interested. And then anybody with diabetes, heart disease, hypertension, kidney disease, lung disease. So I'm getting to be a pretty large percent of the community is at high risk from this guy and, and so we're really at the mercy at the mercy of our young people you're absolutely and, right Barbara. and it seems that you know we within our community we do have a mixture of different age brackets in our community we have a high number of older community members you know we have you know nursing homes nursing home facilities and we have a, lot, a high number of you know, baby boomers that in you know, old, you know the baby boomer yes. age, and so yes. you see it. So it just seems that you know because they have all this mixture of you know mixture of age groups, it's kind of like we're just struggling with okay, you know what's the right thing to do. You know we you know we know the older generations they they wanted to be protected. Those that have underlying health conditions, but then we have this generation of young of young people or or maybe my my generation. I'm in my fifties. But they're like, you know, you know, I'm, 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 I'm gonna, be, you know, I'm gonna believe my, I'm gonna have my belief, and you know, I'm not gonna wear a mask, I'm not gonna go in, you know, I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. And it just seems we're having, we're just having that struggle. They're struggling with that, with that, you know. Versus if we had a generation of just a bunch of baby boomers, I think it, it, it we wouldn't have, a, we wouldn't have an issue. But because we have all these different generations of people that have all these different ideas, that's why we have a struggle. Yeah. So we're. We're not communicating. I, I should write an article that starts off, do you love Vegas? Do you love watching NFL football? Did you miss March Madness? Do you like the World Series? Yeah. None of this can exist until you start wearing masks yeah. and we can actually do this sort of thing. And and really, it's going to be, I don't want to overdo it, but you know, if we get the vaccine, a good one, and that's an if, but if we do, Hopefully we can return to normal life. So I'm not asking for the rest of your life to give up 50 people having a party or something like that. Just enough so we can win. And 
it doesn't seem to me it's it's enough of a sacrifice that it should be denied with any callousness. It should be seriously considered that you should contribute to the common welfare by this distancing and wearing a mask. We we can whip this guy if we will uniformly do that. We we'll, we'll, we can shut this burgeoning rate back down, but I'm telling you, unchecked, to say it again, I would predict anywhere from 600 to 800 cases a day. Well, that's Armageddon. That's the apocalypse. We we can't stand that. We we, we would be our, consumed our community, by our that. Our community alone. That you're saying yes. for our community alone. Yes. So, so yes. I guess, for our I county. Guess, I'm yeah, Cole County, but but you're right. It's mainly Corsicana. You, if you read the numbers, you see it's like 75 to 80 percent. So we have more than our per capita population than the rest of the county because they're spread out. Yeah. So okay, it's so very frightening, Barbara. Uh, and you and I are sitting there trying to figure out how we're going to have public school and have face-to-face teachers. So you won't be able to have it if you've got five or 600 cases a day occurring. That that'll burn through this place but we, we won't have to be able to do anything yeah and so i know uh, the mayor put out today that they were gonna they were gonna restructure the july 4th um festivities and i was i yes. was kind of glad that he, he decided to go ahead yes. and do that yes. because that yes. will be large bodies of people in you know up in contained areas and so i was glad that he made a decision or they made a decision to change that 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 event And uh, stand back a little bit, and I just I, I 
I hope that our leaders will go ahead and take the courageous step and deal with the complications of enforcement, that they'll have a way of doing it that'll make it happen without too much controversy, and that we can join the ranks of people that have this disease under control and are able to patiently wait for the vaccine, and we can go back to school. Of course, that's my big focus. Yeah, yeah. So thank you for having me. I'll tell you, I'm sorry I'm so long-winded. But no, you're, you're good. Well, Dr. Kendall, first of all, did you, did you want to give a shout-out to anybody on the listening audience? Well, of course. I, I have a professional editor that helps me with my post. Her name is Donna Rogers. She, <laughs> she is constantly reading it and saying, Nobody's going to understand that, or what's that doing in there? <laughs> and uh, so she does a great job of getting me uh, to do a better work, uh, and and I love her to death. So I, I'm lucky. I am a lucky guy, and I know it. And I appreciate you having me on because I I really do want to speak to people and have them see how much better we can make it if we all row at the same time in the same direction, we can really move this thing. And let's join in. Join Barbara. Join me. And let's let's get this guy back in the cage and live our lives. Thank you, Barbara. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Rogers. And um, you just take care of yourself. You and um, Donna take care of yourself. And like you said, uh, we can beat this if we just do the right thing and uh, wear a mask and wash your hands and social distance, you know, as much as possible. And so with that being said, I want to thank the audience for listening to Canada's Canada Six podcast. And just be safe uh, those out the listening audience and have a good night. Thank you so much. Canada Girl Speaks podcast is recorded at Shred Shed Studio. Red Shed Studio, where you get big city production at small town prices. Recording, mixing, mastering, guitar instruction, production, and songwriting. Find out more at shredshedstudio.com or email your inquiries to Aaron, A A R O N, at shredshedstudio.com, the premier music studio in Corsicana, Texas. <laughs>